You do don't we want to say cold open, like a kind of comedic start that gets everybody sort of settled in their civic? <laughs> in that case, okay. That's what everybody's doing is listening to this in their car in the parking lot of some place that they used to go into, but Correct. is no longer open right. and available. We the, we a fake we get commute. so. We get so worried about audio quality, and it's like what we should be doing is testing this with the road noise of a pe- uh, just an empty Pepsi can that is driving in a Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have a Honda Civic myself, Away. so I get it. Yeah. Um, also, that's the first trick of the evening. That's an old DM's trick. That was our cold open. how cold that open was wow almost as cold as cinder's ring uh which is where we are you are around the dead old impaled body (laughs) of the young and then old man that you just fought actually there's seven of you around this body we have our heroes well i guess they're all heroes Eh, maybe we'll we'll decide soon but we have kirk in the cart who actually had a kill i do believe she did she killed a man. Uh, we have Kavir. We have Cyrus. We have Lilt. We have Harry, the werewolf. We have Blendon, the vampire. And Shane, the collection of other species. Mm. Uh, of other body parts. Very it, Frankenstein vibe. Is it Blandon or Blenton? Blenton. Blenden. It's like Brandon, but Blenden. But people call him Bleh. <laughs> Okay. Perfect. <laughs> like the most tropey version of a vampire. Bleh. That was very good. Uh, you just imagine Starbucks. Um, bleh. <laughs> yes, thank you. They would um, still so spell it wrong. They would still spell it wrong. They were like, Brandon? Um, did I tell you the other day I had someone say Cardo for my name? No. What? Cardo. No. <laughs> I think it's the mask, guys. It was Cardo, and then I also had uh, Tartar. Literally T-A-R-D-E-R. <laughs> Tartar. Amazing. Oh, man. Um, so, we have the seven of you uh, around this body. We have a couple of other bodies. We, ca- we had kind of left it there. The last thing we heard from Shane was, uh, I wouldn't want to fight. I hope we don't fight you guys in the tournament. Okay? We don't have to go up against you. So, everybody's around this body. Um, Monster Mash has invited you over to their campfire as they collect their things and asked for the use of your cart. Hi, would it be all right if we uh, go over there and grab some of our stuff and use your cat to head on into Swain? Like, without us, or? No, it seems like there might be room there. You never down then, Blair likes to fly, and then he comes back into into a vampire form. Oh, like you need back. right. This wasn't like a, a very like polite way of robbing us. Yeah, I thought we no, were about no. to get sort of carjacked there for yes, a second. Yes, this is what I was going at first. But yes, you may, you may come with us. Taking out a very small pair of bifocals, so small you're wondering if they even work, Shane puts them on the bridge of his nose and says, See, that's the thing. That's the issue here. Maybe that's why we shouldn't be called Monster Mash, guys. People just assume these things about us. 
I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't blame you. And he comes over like to stand in front of you and put these hands in front of you, Kavir, uh, that seem to have like eight different kinds of fingers. Uh, but you don't have enough time to look at all of them before he kind of puts them back down by his side. I don't blame you for feeling this way about us. I really don't. But um, we're kind of, well, we're not harmless either. We just help you kill a guy. But uh, uh, we're heroes. We're, uh, well, we want to be heroes like you, right? Yes. I um, think so. Yeah, yeah, we're sort of limited scope here. Hey, do you, I'm questioning, do you have scribe? Well, though we unfortunately are going to have to, I think, uh, get one that's cheaper. Yes. Uh, we in this wine. Similarly about the situation, but I was curious if you had experience. No, but uh, is she working for anybody? And he points over at Kirk. Oh, well, you know, Kirk's not really a scribe. She's just kind of like hanging out with us and we're not, she's not formally trained or anything. Harry Henzo uh, walks on over, says, well, all right, pleased to meet you, Kirk. That's an interesting name. And uh, Kirk kind of looks uh, big eyed. I, I, I coughed. Uh, that was <laughs> Kirk. Uh, her name is actually Kat. I'm just, you know, I'm got a little <laughs> frog in my throat. <laughs> oh, did you say in his pupils? get a little bit smaller, and he looks over down and says, Cat? And yes. starts, like, drooling a little bit. Cata. Uh, and uh, stops, he's like, I'm just joking. I don't go for cats. <laughs> I eat, like, pork and things like that and broccoli and broccolini, any kind of broccoli, really. If it looks, it's like a small tree. I like it. A little olive oil, salt, pepper. Nice. <laughs> Um, and, uh, they're like, well, uh, you want to come to our camp? I mean, I, we can go over there real quick. We'll grab it. Don't worry. We'll grab our stuff. And, uh, they'll be gone probably for about five minutes to come over to their camp, uh, and collect what little they had to head into Swain. Uh, in this time that you have just the four of you, is there anything that you want to talk about? The bodies are still on the ground as well. Uh, Kata, are you okay? This is, uh, the first Time you end someone's life is a big deal. And um, I'm proud of you for being brave, but I also don't expect this to be easy. Um, she uh, kind of pushes some of the hair away from her face. Uh, and you can see her face looks kind of raw from tears. There's a few of those there. It's kind of damp, you know, like just before a sponge is fully dry. Uh, and she's got kind of some blood, a little bit of smattering on her face that you feel like she's tried to get away frantically. And uh, she just kind of gives a sniff. And uh, um, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm doing better than I thought it, I would. I also didn't ever I didn't ever think I would. So <laughs> and like Lilt's gonna walk to over like, and put her arm around yeah. her shoulder and just kind of like comfort her a little bit. She leans in. And Kat, did you, you, you recognized Cinder, right? You, did you know him? I knew of him. He had visited several times. I also had read about him. Remember, I I basically worked in a live news station. Of course, she's using like (laughs) things that we would understand. That's more for the listener than for that world. She probably wouldn't say that. CNN, <laughs> basically. Um, I, I saw things about him. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. So, I, Kavir, I kind of got a bone to pick with you, brother. I mean, we got somebody with a magical ring, and you just, you just kind of ended him right in front of us. No chance to ask questions or anything like that. Um, what, what's your deal? What's your re- reason, man? I'm, I'm trying to be patient. I feel like we got a lot of story left to live together, but it's kind of a breach, brother. At the same time, um, Cyrus is going to try, can, can I check what, what has happened to this, this body and specifically is the ring there? I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but the ring is there. The ring's on the ground. Okay. Uh, on a finger. Cool. Um, Cyrus would like to pick up the finger and ring and okay. separate the two. Okay. Kavir is going to kneel down and he just wants to look through pockets, check for any marks, just going to yeah. kind of check what's going on with the body. Uh, with Cinder? Yes. Gotcha. So Investigation? <clears throat> yeah, you can roll investigation. We'll go ahead and give you a roll since y'all don't have as much time until they come back. Perfect. Uh, 14. Okay. So you see... Uh, well, okay, so we'll say that you find, first of all, you do find seven gold pieces in his pocket. Uh, you find, uh, just a small kind of rolled up piece of parchment. Uh, and then you find on the back of his neck, a tattoo, uh, of the rank. Is the tattoo the same as the one that we saw on the bandit in the shop? Yes. Cool. Uh, so as a, he's looking through, because I'm sure this will take a little bit, uh, he'll reply, sometimes evil cannot be misdirected. And so all one has left to do is to end it. Sure. But if you would like to try more, um, less aggressive approach next time, I will uh, do better to curb this ending process it's not about the act of aggression it's about the timing of said act there is have you noticed that the last this one and the one in that in your shop they have this um all this lunacy uh, to them this this directive drive like they will not change until they get her like they have no control over what uh, what they can do, and they will have no rest until they can finish it. I don't know. This is what concerns me, this level of intensity uh, that we've now seen twice. Yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. That's chill. Just, I don't know, let us like shut up sometimes and let us figure out a plan together. That's all I'm trying to say. Fair enough. If you're, if you're willing to check a man's pockets, maybe we could have asked him about a little bit more on himself. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, we got to wrap up here quick. Kavir wants to open up the, <laughs> the scroll as soon as he sees it um, okay. before anybody else shows up if he has time. Gotcha. Uh, it is a scroll that is essentially a description of Kirk. Hazel eyes, olive skin. Little bounty. Bushy hair. Five, five, lean. He's going to walk back to the cart and ask along the way, is anyone uh, hurt? Does anyone need help or healing before we move on? Well, how likely are we to run to anybody else, you think? 
Well, we have monster friends now, so that's helpful. At least until we get to the city. I was in a pretty bad spot, but I think I'm okay now. Okay. Kata, I have one more thing I need to ask you. I'm sorry to do this. No, it's okay. Uh, how, uh, how do you feel about haircut? Um, haircut? Yes. I think before we go back, it would be good to help to change you how you look oh. as much as possible. Okay. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry. I there's a lot I didn't anticipate, and I especially wouldn't thought I'd be more. Oh God, I'm being so silly. I'd be more torn up about my hair being shorter than losing an eye, and then she kind of gets tickled a little bit. I have another idea. Uh, and I cast minor illusion to make her hair look shorter. Cool. What does it look like? Uh, let's give her like a cool, like faux hawk in like teal or something. Ooh. Just like really rock her up, you know, go with the eye patch. Gotcha. Would anyone who has illusion mass- magic used on them, do they feel it? Can she feel it? Would you think? I don't know. Maybe don't like know. a cooling sensation over her head. Gotcha. Or like maybe something like that. Or like she can see maybe in like a reflection on, on like a puddle or something. Yeah, I was going to say even like y'all's reactions maybe to what happened. She's like, okay, okay. How, I mean, how how does it look? Me? I'm saying the wings are starting to match that eye patch. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Can you just cast that as needed? Yeah, it's a cantrip. Oh, sweet. Okay, so you can just. Is there a distance to it? Uh, 30 feet. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you for your honesty in these trying times. <laughs> a million feet. <laughs> well, all right. Oh, my, I, well, that's special there. And he like points over to Cat uh, Kata's hair. And he's like, well, all right, then. You're thinking of maybe joining our team then? I mean, you got the look going. You got, you know, I see the, uh, the, the patch now and the cool hair. You can change it any Are time. Are you saying pretty- she looks monstrous? Is this what they're going for to communicate? Wait a minute. Are you saying I look monstrous? And like gets like up in your face and eyes glow red. I think this was entire shtick. This was like what you're going for. If not, why be called monsters? I don't... I think I have missed important... See, I told you, Shane, if they say monster in the name, they're going to think we're monsters. No, Harry, if we're monsters, they're going to think we're monsters. Why don't we just say it? And they just kind of, they bicker a lot. They start bickering to each other. I mean, it does not have to be negative. You can you can reinterpret what other culture has degraded however you want. Uh, I simply ask question. Uh, okay. Okay. That's pretty good. And so Shane starts writing down, we interpret what other cultures... Okay. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, what's y'all's name? I'm Cyrus. No, 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 no. Team name. Yeah, right. What's y'all's team name? Oh, um... Well, so we had sort of... Um, there was a whole sort of... We, we kind of got right put, put right on the road. There was a dragon. <laughs> um, yes, and if, if there existed... Master Supreme uh, Master of Dungeons, he did not tell us ahead of time to plan for name. Yeah, God usually gives me a heads up um, in written word. Yes. 
Um, right, that's great. You so you rather play something more predictable than like checkers? Is that your kind of game? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm sure that's fun too. Yeah, yeah. Please don't, please don't take my the fact that I am thrown off uh, to mean that I'm not excited. Um, songwriter lilt. Yes. What, oh uh, no! Oh you know, no! Sort of no. as you write the write the ballad of. Mm-hmm. Every, listen, everything is, that I, we, we're trying to go for like a non-explicit. Oh, team. Bleh, bleh. No, 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 bleh, bleh, bleh. This is uh, something that you don't bleh, bleh, have bleh. to know. <laughs> the, is that what I said? You said bleh, bleh, bleh. Um, so- oh, yeah. No, no, hey, and Harry kind of comes over to you and his breath smells really bad. But he's in your ear as close as he can be without someone hearing. Listen, mate, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know he does that. Like a subconscious thing. He has no idea. Understand. Yeah. Yes. No, I must have heard incorrectly. It's it's fine. You sound great. Please continue. Shane chimes in. Listen, you uh, you don't technically have to know now. It's something that you need to think about because by the time you get to Swain, you'll probably need to know. Uh, in the morning is orientation. So one of you at least will have to go there, kind of learn what's going to be asked of us. I hear <laughs> they've got some pretty fun stuff on the maps. Those makers, my God. If I had C's mind, my goodness gracious, what a muse. I heard she's just so pleasant. Yes, mostly. A little um, unnerving at times, but yes, pleasant. I, I would call her, uh, everybody here call her pleasant? You just... Um, pleasant. Yep, pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. yeah, no arguments here. Very tall, very tall. And uh, we'll say at this point, like, everybody's in the cart. There's no reason this conversation doesn't have to happen on the way to Swain. And so as we are heading to Swain, uh, we'll say maybe some other conversations pop up. Is there anything else anybody wants to talk about right now uh, before we get there? Do we need to have a conversation about name or can we do that? Uh, Whoever goes to the orientation, which there only has to be one representative. And I'll I'll say that Shane is is like the brain of that group uh, and is very well prepared on all these things. Um, Would probably tell you this on the way down. Maybe he's sitting by you and talking your ear off all the way down to Swain. Uh, and so uh, he's telling you that you have to go to orientation, at least one of you, as a representative. There is where you will fill out your application. Application, like a lot of written word and, and then sort of rules, regulations, and things we really need to... Oh, gosh. No, 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 no. It's not much, because here's the thing. Uh, uh, you know, those uh, those scribes are everywhere, and those scouts, we know how ploratory is. Well, I guess we don't. That's the whole point. <laughs> but they're okay. everywhere. And so they're writing stuff about you. So there's probably a lot that people already know. But when you get there, you are going to have to know uh, how many will be in your party, mm-hmm. uh, who is the scribe. Right. So you'll have names of all the people, who is your scribe and their name, and you will have to say the name of your team. It's pretty simple. They're just kind of making, based off of all the stuff they already have from the Nucleo, they're going to make the bracket, essentially. All right. You know, in the fourth ring of Zarison team, there's there's like these little league softball that are like sponsored by a business. We could just be like the heat softball league. Is it, you don't, I can hear the silence. I can feel it. (laughs) I just wanted to start it. I wanted to start it. What if we take out softball league? Well, that, so that (laughs) sort of feels like the, that's sort of the whole deal, right? Like, oh yeah, I mean, like underhand but yeah, surprisingly yeah, yeah. powerful. I I've never I do not know what we are speaking of. 
The heat is this is name of your uh, the store, yes? Yeah, and then softball is like baseball but with a grapefruit. What is baseball? Wait, you've never played baseball? Yeah, that's sort of surprising. All right, we're gonna have to go play. Instead of a sword in somebody's face, it's it's a wooden thing, and you hit a ball. Okay. Same, it's actually same sort of motion, just less less violence. Yeah. Very similar, very, very similar, very good. And they like, Blendon has like stood up and he's doing like swings with his hands, like doing his little, and uh, uh, Harry is acting like he's the catcher behind him. Uh, other ideas, guys. I mean, we I'm not sold on the Heat Softball League, but I kind of As y'all are am. talking, uh, you would begin to notice that uh, a road that has been pretty clear most of the time. Honestly, if you were to think real hard, you probably can only remember one or two carts you passed. Maybe because of the anxiousness of wondering if this is another foe to come get us. It's not. It's just mindless NPCs. But as you come, you start to see the traffic is really picking up. Like, really picking up. Uh, You are still about a mile from Swain. But not only is traffic picking up, but on the side of the road... A lot of these carts and carriages and places from all over. I mean, you have carts that have furs lined on all the outside and the inside as if they are prepared for winter storms that never really hit the south in in areas like Zarison and Swain. Um, You're seeing really exotic-looking things with fins on them as if to use the air as some kind of propulsion. Uh, And they are essentially... uh, tailgating like these are all people that could not afford to get into the tournament but they at least want to be around maybe we're starting to feel the weight of the 100th year of the rank and as you get even closer uh it gets more and more dense to where you begin to wonder did these people know each other or did they have some kind of conversation about going ahead and putting their carts together to make some kind of super cart and putting out tents and building small forts and some things imbued with magic, you're getting all sorts of smells of wonderful cooking from all around the world. Uh, and then it kind of also begins to look a little bit like uh, what Swain calls in the land of far off land, hero con, right? Because alongside the rank and the tournament is hero con. Hero con is an opportunity to go in and get signatures of the big names, all that kind of stuff. Very comic con vibes. You've got people dressed differently. The judges being the most popular. Were it not for you to actually meet Parano in the flesh, maybe those other Parano uh, costumes would not be standing out as much as they do now. Sometimes with dolls, little kids with dolls on their back that are supposed to be like id, uh, and they're just barreling out their chest. But what's interesting is, while you can recognize all those that look like they're dressing as at least four of the five judges, you have Lots of beards, tons of beards. If it is long and wispy and gray, it is we, the gnome that we talked about, the gnome monk. But if it is braided and white, uh, it is Morlin, the wizard, who, again, is just the most generic wizard ever. Call that DM laziness or just funny to put it in a world that's otherwise pretty creative. It's Merlin from Sword in the Stone. I mean, he's got like the stars and moon blue, like yellow on blue top pointy hat and the robes and all that stuff. That's probably one of the easier make-it-at-home, do-it-yourself kind of costumes. What's not 
are those of trying to be bolos because of the many things. We talked about one of the kids that you saw on the Swain train had henna and trying to make what look like when he gets when he gets mad enough, more of these intricate carvings in his skin start to glow. Uh, something that you've seen that's relatively similar to, similar to Cyrus. Uh, it's not many people that know one fire Genasi, let alone have met two. Uh, and then you see several uh, that have invested a lot of time into their swords. Uh, Spada fans. Uh, but then what's interesting is it's kind of a mix. You wouldn't really know they were all trying to dress as fell uh, if they didn't if they weren't so sporadic all over the place. Maybe if you put them all together, maybe we'd get bits and pieces. But here's the thing about Fel, our hero uh, in the rank, our number four hero, uh, the sister of Spada. People don't hardly ever see her. As much as Spada doesn't have a scribe, uh, or as much as Spada can't keep track of a scribe, uh, Fel is her own scribe uh, because she uh, not only is hard to keep up with, but she is known for her covertness. A lot of these people, uh, if you look close enough, are incredibly hopeful that she will at least show up. Surely for the 100th rank, we will finally see Fell uh, in the flesh. But she seems to be sometimes uh, above what is expected of other judges, even though she's not her sister and not with the reputation of number one. So when people try and dress like Fell, it's their image of her, of what they feel like she looks like or what they heard like she looks like. Cool. You'd see a lot of people with dark bandages wrapped around where all that's revealed is one eye, sometimes none, and the kids are bumping into the carts next to them uh, and people are laughing at them. Or sometimes they're just running. Like the, if, <laughs> if you're playing the floor is lava, you want to be Fell, right? These are the ones that mm -hmm. feel like they can parkour everywhere because they've heard of her swiftness. Uh, and we make our way towards the entryway of Swain and we see that there is an entry for those that have made it to the rank on the side. This is a sh much shorter line. Uh, and then there is a much longer line. And this is people uh, just trying to get in the walls of Swain, of the town. Uh, and then as you pull up, uh, we'll say that you find a parking spot, Kavir, because you're able to get further down uh, to show your proof of, roll, of roll for herodom. A parking spot? Oh, my God. Okay, circle, like the next 20 yet. minutes. You're like, okay, you're going to have to circle. Someone else got that one. They're behind you. I needed a 17. And you parallel those and hold spot. Stay there. Don't let them get this. I'll come, I'll come around. So very festive mood. Uh, and maybe uh, you've they've been surrogates for the energy that might be coming up in you as you realize uh, you're going straight towards something that you can very much be a part of. Uh, but Monster Mash might as well be jumping up and down fangirling. They are so excited to be at Swain. My God, there it is. There's the kissing castles over there. You think I got time to go see those? Oh, yeah, I think it's fine. We basically got the fast pass. We can go right over here. Let's go, boys. Uh, and then they kind of turn around, and uh, Shane uh, puts a hand caviar on your shoulder and says, I want to thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> hopefully we'll see each other again. That was just very good. It's I don't know if you can tell. We haven't had much touch. Just a handful of hours, but... Um, Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people don't listen. And then Shane just kind of follows uh, his buddies in under uh, the entryway for heroes, uh, heroes to be and all that good stuff. VIP passes essentially uh, to get into Swain. Uh, and we'll hope say, they don't die. <laughs> good sentiment. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hope, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, and we'll say that the four of you, maybe the three of you get in there uh, and then Kirk has to wait a while. Actually, let's leave Kirk in line for a little bit. Cool. Uh, because she's not able to walk through as much as she can say that she's a good friend of yours. 
Uh, she is not a scribe and cannot prove that she has an invitation uh, to be a part of the tournament. And so she's just fine to wait, maybe kind of have some time to herself. Um, but as you walk in... I have it. We will be wings of justice. Because, like, I have wings, yes, and mm-hmm. we stand for uh-huh. justice. You see, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It wings so of justice. It does... It does make sense mm-hmm. that what you how how you have described it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would you feel better if it had the heat in the name? So wings of justice, the heat wings of wings, justice, wings of hot wings, justice. Wings, wings, yes. See, this is where ideas. What what go. about wings of justice, softball league? <laughs> I still am confused, but the, I, yes, I like where this Wait, is going. Where do I come in? I, Lilt, yes, I, please Lilt. insert Lilt in this, please. No, 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 no not no. my name, not my name. The graphic is music notes. Like it's like on a... On fire with wings? <laughs> um, guys, As a, all, all I can think of as a human is duty gang. <laughs> all I can come up with is the golden tuckers. <laughs> The golden tuckers. The golden yes. tuckers. Oh my god! It's a throwback. Big old throwback. Duty game. <laughs> that's like a Nick Junior show that's trying to teach toddlers how to poop. <laughs> this week on Duty Gang. Duty Gang. Oh man, there's episode titles everywhere. It's gonna be hard to choose on this one. We can't um, be Duty if- Gang. We can't be Duty Gang. <laughs> Which is. <laughs> oh man. Um, so, Buffalo um, hot wings. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Lilt is a buffalo. We forgot to say that oh at the God. beginning. <laughs> From this point on, I have to use minor illusion to make my face look like a buffalo. Uh, we'll say, and a lot of this, it feels like, wait, so was this, some of this conversation was in character, right? Yeah. So we'll say that some of this, while it's in character, um, there's several passersby, and there is so much congestion at the entryway of Swain uh, that it's hard to take notice of all these people, especially with what you saw coming in. Uh, it does not stand out to you that someone would be, would be just dressed to the nines, uh, trying to be their favorite hero, hero, or maybe trying to impress their favorite hero that they know might be single, uh, or all sorts of things. People have a lot of different reasons to come to the tournament, especially this 100th year of the rank. Uh, Lilt, uh, it would be uh, tough to notice anything except you notice walking by well, trotting by, a big, familiar-looking black stallion. Song of Fire and Wings. <gasps> I'm just saying. Now, are we going to get sued by George R.R. R. Martin? <laughs> Who? Mm. <laughs> uh, she's saying that as like her and like record scratch. Like she like turns and like, I'll be right back. I love that. And she's going to chase gotcha. him down. Song of fire yeah, song and wings. Nice That's pretty good. It has all three pieces: the song, the fire, and the wings. She's very good at this this writing piece. Songs of hot wings, <laughs> softball league. Orientation, orientation, hero orientation. Are you going? I'm and a little worried if you're going or what name we're going to end up with. Yeah, there needs to be a orientation. consensus. Um. Orientation. Yeah. As the two of you are trying to think and decide what to do, uh, uh, Cyrus, you hear the clang of metal on metal. Mm. 
as if uh, you hear the familiar sound uh, of an anvil further down off the main road. Orientation. I rolled a 13 to you uh, for my knees not to buckle underneath me just from that sweet, sweet sound (laughs) of a familiar home. King. Hey, uh, listen, you- Two minutes, orientation. Uh, Kavir, why don't you go ahead and take this one, uh, with the meeting and the notes, uh, come up with a good song, make sure Lilt is in there, put us a, put us a song, put us a notes, put us a something like that, um, I'm gonna go see a Ching. man about a anvil, I'll be right back. Okay. And Cyrus is gonna run off towards the sound of the metal on metal. What does it gotcha. look like when gotcha. he runs? It's not, hey, it's not great. It looks, it looks it, like it, what a tuba sounds like. Yeah. I think he's got a little more than no, that. I think it just looks like he has to pee. Like it's a, it's like he's, it's a tight, it's a tight buttocks, hips forward. Uh, but there's, you know, he can get going. Excellent. Uh, we'll go ahead and follow you, Cyrus. Uh, so uh, you, Okay, maybe you're following. What you're following is not nearly as clear uh, as the behind of a of a black stallion, right? But it's the sound of something that's very familiar to you. And as you're walking closer, it's beginning to be clear of something that you would know very much about. And maybe as you get even closer, you're anticipating to see something you never really thought you would see. But as you're walking up, you're walking to the Hero Forge, oh, which is the home of several smiths uh, that work specifically for the heroes. And uh, you have found a way to go ahead and head in. Once you can see the front, um, this is really packed. Like the Hero Forge is a big deal, right? This is going to be one of the biggest uh, selling points for the rank. But something that's different is, um, how tall are you, Cyrus? Uh, I think, hang on. I think I'm 5'4". I'm really, really, really short. But here's what's fortunate, because standing. I say that, yeah, I realized <laughs> I'm fine. No. Um, not yeah, I am five four, which is perfect. Which there's nothing wrong in with every that. way. As you're walking, uh, and as you get closer, it doesn't take you much to see who the smith is over your head. And this was someone that even at times, because he has hardly ever seen, you thought was a rumor. Mm. But here stands before you at the anvil with a hammer that might weigh some hundred pounds swinging away with one hand is the great Onkolithos, or Onko, as many would call, a massive dragonborn legend who has been a member and a part of the Hero Forge and perhaps a pivotal uh, player in the Hero Forge in its creation. Um, Anko isn't usually in front of people mm. because it also has been rumored that he has a history of maybe not being doing things where they would be associated uh, specifically with heroes. But nonetheless, um, even though he looks like something of a show to a lot of people right now, I, I don't know if you could imagine how you would feel maybe if that many people were watching you. Uh, maybe it's a good feeling. He's definitely smiling because he's doing something that he loves and maybe something you would be very familiar with. And then uh, what do you do? Uh, Cyrus is going to try and, I mean, push up as close as he can to watch the, gotcha. the form and, and maybe even talk to him. Gotcha. 
as you're pushing almost when you're to the very front, you nudge into somebody that was about to get onto you. And then they say, Sai? Sai, is that you? Uh, it's your buddy, Dylan. Dylan. Standing beside you. Oh, my stars. Dylan, how are you um, doing, buddy? Man, listen, I got to I gotta explain something to you, Sai. I, listen, I'm not a here. I'm not a here. I didn't get an invitation, man. I didn't get an invitation, man. I didn't get an invitation. That's what I told Bond, man. You remember what? Remember when you were in the paper? Hey, hey. All that stuff that I did. I didn't get an invitation, man. I started living through you. Heck, I'm living through you right now. That's why I came here, man. You know, I came. I came to do what I could, but I I started watching him. I heard the clanging, man. It made me think of you, brother. And I'm so sorry, hey, man. Hey, Dylan. All I just thought I, I thought you'd be. I don't know, man. Hey, it's all right, brother. I I knew you didn't get no litter. You were with me, but. That's all right. If that's supposed to hurt, that's okay. No, no, no. Because listen, listen to the next part, right? You got to set it up, and then you got to spike it. That's and you spike it. Yep, just yeah. like you always do, sir. A written word of somebody in a far-off land does not constitute what it means to be heroic. You rose to the challenge, brother, and for that, you're my hero. Hell, you're probably Lilt's hero too. Maybe it's because you have a voice that carries. Um. Dylan's eyes uh, were on you, and they were teary-eyed to see his old friend back, and even see that uh, this was being mended to a, uh, uh, getting back to a friendship he didn't think he ever could because of how low he hit you. But he just kind of looks up, and looking down at you, you realize the anvil has stopped, and Anko looks down and addresses you. What did you say? Uh. Uh, uh, hello, sir. Yeah, so I had just said that uh, my my friend here he stood up he stood up for some folks that were in trouble, and I, I simply said that that was heroic, re- regardless of of whether or not he was in the, in the rank or not. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk too loud in your in your establishment. Beautiful place, beautiful place. Talk too loud? <laughs> Been talking loud in the Hero Forge for fifty years. Uh, and then uh, he takes his big hammer and tosses it to someone who doesn't feel like they could hold it, but they do, and they handle it well. Vinny, take this for a little bit. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take uh, my new friend to the back. And uh, Vinny's like, what looks like a human, but seems to have the strength not so very much. And on the same anvil, but that is a little bit taller than Vinny, starts to jump up and two-handed swing down on the same weapon uh, that uh, Anko was. Uh, and you begin to follow the boulder. I do. Uh, and let's go over to Lilt. Uh, you are, we'll just say you're following this stallion wherever it goes. Wait, wait, c- come back, come back. Hold on. The uh, the stallion actually looks back amidst all of the voices around it, uh, almost as if uh, you were in a crowded place and you couldn't really understand what anybody said, but then similarly somebody says their, says your name. Uh, and it kind of looks back and it uh, redirects and kind of does a hard turn and starts to pick up pace a little bit. You continue to follow? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, it continues to go pretty quickly away from the crowds. Uh, well, the crowds of people were kind of heading to where those that were let into Swain are, excuse me, parking their rides. It's a stable. And so you head over towards the stable, uh, and the stallion comes uh, to a halt eventually and turns and gives a stomp of its leg and a 
Now, I'm, I might be... I might be insane. I've gone through a lot of things in the last, I don't even know how many days, um, but I'm pretty sure that we met at a place that I probably shouldn't talk about. Um, and I have a lot of things that I need to talk about that I can't talk about with anybody else. And I just need to talk to somebody, please. And the horse does a big nod up and down. Is there somewhere that we, that we can talk? Uh, and the horse, uh, gives one stomp of its hoof. Okay. So is it this like a one stomp for yes, two stomps for no situation? (laughs) And then the horse gives one stomp of its foot. Okay. So is this the place we can talk? (laughs) The horse gives one stomp. Okay, so I know that you know who I am in real life, and I know that you also probably know that I've gotten myself into some really crazy situations right now, and I am being put in a like position where I might have to um, be a hero, and uh, I'm not supposed to be known, and being a hero is kind of the opposite of being known. Is this a good idea, yes or no? Or maybe a better question, is this a dangerous idea? The, uh, you're asking, is being a hero a dangerous idea? Yes. The horse stomps once. Okay. Is it dangerous because, you know, I'm going to like fight bad guys and like, you know, have to like put myself in these like perilous situations or is it dangerous because, um, you know, who might find out that I'm being a hero and, um, then maybe kill me or I don't know, put me in hiding or, um, maybe erase me off the planet. The horse kind of gives two big looks two different ways and then turns around and looks behind it and then comes up and gets closer and blinks really big and is like, I do think you've asked two questions there, my dear. Okay. Can you just answer me with words? Yes, but we don't have long. Okay. It is dangerous being a hero, but it is an excellent cover. You could not stop writing. You understand? If, if I stop writing, they'll know, they'll know, right? Yes, if you stop writing, they'll know. But how am I? The question is, who will write about you? Uh, and then uh, he... Uh, oh, did you want to ask a question before? Because no, I'm going to be kind of bouncing around with our stories. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, and so we camera pans over to Kirk, who has finally made it to uh, the front of the line. And she kind of begins to walk around. Also, can we say that I uh, gave she- Kirk a hat because we're th- more than 30 feet away? Yes, we'll say we talked about that because we're still getting used to that dynamic. Uh, and so what about a wrap? Love, like yes, like my head wrap. Absolutely love it. You gave her a head wrap. At some point, uh, it just like s- inflates <laughs> as her hair yeah, for like, sure. fills in. Uh, for sure. Um, and uh, for for timing's sake, uh, she catches the last yell of orientation uh, and walks up to the uh, little old lady and says, I'm sorry. Did you say orientation? Did you know which way that was? Ah, but it's closed. And she turns around and like looks up and sees the wrap around her head and the eye patch and goes, well, how'd they let in a pirate? And starts kind of walking away. And so Kirk kind of stands here and is thinking to herself, okay, orientation is closed. Um, gosh, what do I even do? And like looks up and uh, sees one of the, well, I mean, the biggest novelty shop in all of Swain. So someone who's a big fan of heroes is so excited about this. It's Vinny's novelties. And so he starts, she starts to walk up and she see, sees all these different figurines 
uh, of Spada and Bolos and starts to look at them and look closer and thinks to herself and kind of giggles, well, they didn't get that right, did they? His arms, his arms a little brighter than that. And she starts to think about how she now has some kind of connection to this, to the toy that would have been something that would have been a hobby if she had not had a job Mm. like she had at the Nucleo. And now she's becoming kind of a part of a story. And then she looks over at the counter and, oh my God, like Vinny, of course Vinny's working the counter. And she walks over to this famous novelty shop owner. She says, Vinny! And he turns around and says, what do you want? And he looks down and she goes, I, oh, I want to, and kind of like looks around at the things that she can buy, realizes she doesn't have any coin uh, and says, I want to define my purpose. And kind of like scratches the back of her head. Uh, and someone leaning up against the bar uh, is uh, spoken to by Vinny. Huh. Sounds like something you could handle, huh? And the guy leaning up says, looking for a purpose, huh? What do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? You want a purpose? Tell me. He's like, I don't know. I I don't know what I want to do. All right, well, uh, what do you want? You want to be uh, You want to be a hero? That sound good to you? A hero? I don't, I don't think I could be a hero. God, if I could, if I could be a scribe. Oh, ding, 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 sweet hat. Uh, and then he kind of calms down a little bit. Looks around. You want to be a scribe, huh? You got any money? She goes, "No, I, I don't have, I don't have any money." I, and you, she starts to hear like just swoons all around that normally she was a part of, and now she looks at that familiar face, that familiar toy in the flesh. Bolos walks in to Vinny's. Hello, I know you did not ask for it, but I am here for the signatures today. <gasps> Kata, is that you? And her heart grows big as if this, it's this weird Twilight Zone experience that Volos is fangirling about her. And he runs over and he's like, Kata, I love the rap. You look like a pirate. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Uh, and the guy who she was talking to goes, hold up, you know, you know, fire hair over here. Hey, watch it, buddy. What does he want? Um, nothing. Well, here's the thing. And Volos looks down at this guy and says, I say you give her whatever she wants. Yeah, well, she needs money. I don't care who you're talking to. She needs money. How much? He says, I don't know. 15 gold. He's like, easy. Okay, fine. 20 gold. What? No, 15. <laughs> and he puts out 15 gold and gives it to this guy. He's like, all right, Vinny. She's got a friend who's got 15 gold. And he leans in closer to Vinny and says, and she wants to be a scribe. Vinny says, follow me. And Vinny lets her into the back. We come back over to Kavir. Uh, and Kavir, you're walking up. And lo and behold, the representative for Monster Mash is Shane. He says, oh, my God. Seven heavens. It's you. So, orientation. This is fun, huh? Yes. It is good to see you so soon again. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you get your map? Uh, map? N- uh, no. Where's the map? Oh, uh, here. Uh, I, I, I had multiple copies, but who am I kidding? The other guys can't read. And he hands over uh, one of these copies of the tournament. Uh, and this is not the kind of thing that anyone could buy in the novelty shops. This is what is given to those that are prepping 
to uh, be in the tournament. There's several pages about the heroes and what that's going to be asked of them. Specifically, then you come to the teams section. And as you start to look through the team section, uh, it's something that we will explain more in detail, uh, and you would be able to, but you can't right now. Because when you see a map of the floor plan of one of the stages of the fight, uh, you have a vision, as we've seen before. And so in this vision, if you remember the first one, we had Levi and Ankolithos, Anko, underground, preparing to go into be judged at the court. Second vision was the court itself. This one feels a lot different, and it could be that because your perspective has changed. And though Levi is still very much a part of this story. I had a question real fast. Um, yeah. Kivir, Ben, would you have shared these visions? Um, I didn't think I didn't think I, I don't would think have so. on like a cart ride either. I just didn't want to color my interpretation of Ancolithos. Yes. Good job. With Good them. job. So, okay, yep. cool. Thanks. No, yeah, I don't cool. think so. Uh, your, uh, your perspective right now is actually one of a fan. Uh, and you are watching the games. And as you look around, uh, we'll say you have direct uh, control of where you can move your head and stuff during this. You look to your right, to your left, uh, but you start to see that everyone just kind of has this weird glow about them. Uh, You can't really see faces, but you can see uh, maybe shapes, uh, and uh, it's almost like if you were to see like uh, a sonar or heat vision or something like that. That's what everything around you looks like, except very clearly you can see at the bottom this recurring character of your dreams and visions, Levi. And there at once were cheers, uh, but then when you walk, when you see him walk in, the place goes silent. Uh, but not until those who are in the audience are directed to do so. So from some distant area in the st- in in the stadium uh kind of surround sound type you hear remember everyone stay quiet our hero to be needs to be able to hear his opposition somebody next to you starts to say what's the use of that if he can't be in the lo-? and then they get cut off and start to kind of motion at their throats because they can't talk anymore. And then you start to hear little noises over and over. And for those that kind of motion at their throat, you can see almost like an orb come up out of their mouths and head up and be collected by some kind of uh, shape up in the rafters, waving around a wand, (laughs) right? Totally thinking the same vibe. And so you start to hear just this succession of clicking, like you've heard before. And this seems to kind of go by, like when you have one of those dreams uh, or one of those times when you fall asleep and immediately wake up as if no time has passed, um, you don't necessarily wake up, but your perspective changes immediately. And what once was quiet and seems to be in the same time frame, it's much louder. And now you're in a waiting room down in the tunnels underneath the stadium uh, with a beautiful looking family, uh, all with uh, lovely hair, uh, gray Uh, premature gray, it seems like, um, a big family. There's uh, what seems to be aunts and uncles and lots of kiddos sitting around in anticipation, and they wait, and then a figure starts to walk down the tunnel to the roars echoing behind it. 
Uh, and then let's head back over to Cyrus. You are following Anko uh, to who knows where. And as you walk past, uh, I mean, this is this is it, dude. Like you are seeing uh, some of the most beautiful handiwork you have ever seen in your life. You're even seeing markers. You, you are seeing uh, old retired markers of heroes that have passed cool. uh, with numbers uh, that don't show anymore, but you knew who they were. And then you go a little bit deeper and deeper back uh, as it seems like the halls get larger, almost as if this part of it was built for Anko. Uh, this is something for him to do and almost uh, to his office. But even if you were to call uh, a way for him to get away from work, it's not. It's a way for him to praise his work. It's all around him. <laughs> all of the finest work is right around here. And he sits at this massive uh, desk uh, that instead of a really a big table in front of him, it's a giant anvil and he leans over and he said oh you had a lot of interesting things to say back there and i tell you i've been working long enough to know when i've seen a smith yeah <laughs> tell me your story goodness um <coughs> well there's goodness i guess life goes fast huh yeah uh, yes I, I i am a smith sir i was well i was Brought into the world by a random Tuesday night, I believe, and raised by my father, just out out west of Zarison, a small little farm town out there, and he he taught me the tricks of the trade on trailer hitches and iron wheels, and I I don't know, I you know I I the metal always could sort of speak to me, and figured I'd learn how to speak back. Started making weapons and armor and eventually found myself moving to Zarison to try and open up my own shop. Ah. Oh. The heat. <laughs> uh, yeah. C Cyrus doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> He's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, forgive me. How could you possibly know about my little, little corner of the earth? Well, you talk about how the metal speaks to you, yeah? Yes, sir. Well, sometimes metal tends to talk to other metal. Then it makes its way down the grapevine down here to Swain. Hmm. And I've heard things, yeah. Well, also, about anybody walking around is going to find out soon about the whole dragon and all that good stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Not sure what to do with that. <sighs> Thankful Spotter was there at the right time, and my buddy Kavir. Yeah. Did you ever see what happened to that dragon? Um, you know, after she sort of blasted out the back of its esophagus, um... And we made sure that the folks were okay. We had a train to catch, yeah. so I didn't see the cleanup. Right, yeah. I was hoping you might know something about that. I, uh, I never see the cleanup. Huh. And, uh, we cut back over to Lilt. And you're, uh, in front of the stallion. Let's just talk to you. Uh, and what was the last question we asked? Uh, we asked if it was dangerous, and he said yes, but it's a really good cover, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he said, who's going to write about you? Yes. 
Well, that's the thing, right? We we have to find a scribe, and um, unfortunately, no one we know is a scribe, and it's already really late in the great in, in, the, in the game. And um, I can't scribe for us, and I can't even pretend to scribe for us because that would just be a whole other mess. And I don't, I don't know. Right, but perhaps you could maybe write about someone. Else, I don't know. It begins to be tricky, but I have to tell you, I haven't had a hard puzzle like this for some time, and you know how we are trained for our puzzles. <laughs> um, well, we hmm, so what will we, we do? do have one other member of our you know party, which I'm affectionately calling you know Song of Fire and Wings. Um, but oh, nice ring! To it's, it. it's pretty good, right? Um, but she doesn't have any formal training. Oh, well, you know. Um, perhaps the illustrious Ploratore, and he kind of like, in a way that a horse could mock somebody saying something he does, uh, the illustrious Ploratore doesn't tell you too much about, um, ways around legal things like that, do they? Oh, no. No, 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 no. All things are by the book. Hmm. Well, my dear, you do have much to learn, even though you were the top of your class. Not everything is by the book. Honestly, hardly anything. And then we cut back over to Kirk, who is being led to the back of Vinny's novelties. And uh, Vinny comes over and just is going through the motions. And Kirk is starting to feel more and more uncomfortable as she is put down into a chair. And this old witch begins to walk up to her. And again, this is a literal in the fantasy world. I'm not talking anybody down if you're listening. Um <laughs> And uh, now she's being strapped into the chair, and it's about time to speak up. And she says, "Um, hello, hi. <laughs> okay. Um, can I please? Can you? Can you please? Can you please let me out of out of here? Um, Vinny, 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 Vinny. What? You want to be a scribe, right? You came in here saying you want to be a scribe. You tell me, Shia, you haven't heard of this? You haven't heard of this process? Maybe I'm doing my job really well. <laughs> and the old witch kind of like." cackles a little bit and she's like oh my dear you want to be a scribe you gotta sit here it won't hurt too hard for too long now did you bring everything and kirk says did i what did i bring everything yes you know like your truth teller and the blood and you didn't bring anything the truth teller at the blood? I mean, what, like something to write with? Yeah, honey, something to write with. She looks down, I, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. And then she kind of, uh, Kurt looks around and she sees the dagger in her hand that she got. And she says, does, I mean, does this work? Oh, well. Vinny is kind of sticking around to watch this squarely person in the chair because it's not really a customer he's seen <laughs> before or anything like it. I mean, that would work, but, uh, what, are you going to ride in people's bodies or something? You're that big of a deal. You dream big. He's like, I, I don't know. Here, why don't you use this? And he kind of leans over and takes up uh, the remnants of uh, his lunch from earlier that day in humor. And inside are some chopsticks, plastic chopsticks. He says, why don't you use this, honey? And Kirk just kind of looks around in this really uncomfortable environment. And the witch just says, I mean, it could work. 
novelty. I could make those pen. indestructible. Novelty pen, just like Volos's little head. <laughs> uh, I love that actually. Uh, Mariah, you have a point of inspiration. Yes. Kirk looks around and as hearing almost like a ghost in her ear, novelty pen looks and happens to see uh, a Bolos novelty <laughs> pen on the shelf behind Vinny and says, what about that? And Vinny says, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. One of her boyfriend. And like throws it over to the witch. Uh, and she kind of nimbly catches it in a way that reflexes you wouldn't think that someone like this would have. And she's like, all right, honey, like I said, it's not going to hurt, but I also said I'm going to need some blood. And Kirk says, blood? What blood? Honey, I need a pint of the blood of a scribe. Uh, let's go back to Cyrus. <gasps> Ooh, that peaked. I'm sorry for everybody listening on air. Um, so tell me, uh, Cyrus, what are your intentions here at this illustrious 100th anniversary of the rank? Will it? I think I'm here to make a name for the duty gang. We're we're workshopping a car. <laughs> what? what? We're well. That's not the official. I guess we're still working on the on the name. It'll. I guess it'll be up to Kavir today. Um, I, I've got a little band of heroes here with me, and we're we're trying to make some movement, and I think we could do a lot of good. But you ask me. In the quiet of this here office, I, I'm, I want to be an armorer. I want to be a weaponsmith. And the reality is, I want to see if I can't make weapons like spotters. Oh. Weapons like spotters. I gotta tell ya, that's quite a feat there, my friend. You see, uh, you got any buddies out there, good friends? Yeah. Give me a name for my metaphor. Yeah, Dylan. I mean, he's literally right out there. Dylan. That's the interesting thing about a spotter's weapon, you say. He kind of laughs at himself. <laughs> well, uh, saying Dylan, if that's who I think that was, the one that I could kind of see through in his clarity. Uh... If you're trying to say Dylan is, is Spotter's weapon, that's a bit of a joke there. But uh, I would be able to make Dylan just as easily as I could make Spotter's weapon. You catch my drift here, Cyrus. I, I do, sir, but I respectfully don't think you're seeing the full picture. You see, in making a weapon like Spotter's, in Soul Forge, it is not the smith only that imparts their will upon the metal. The soul needs to impart its will as well. And I'm telling you, I got, I got a heck of a lot to learn, and I would love to learn from you. But if you ask me why I'm here, it's for something like that. Well, let me tell you something. And uh, he often just kind of laughs to himself. 
I'm not going to do it too much because I'm starting to lose my voice. <laughs> you know, if uh, if this podcast was explicit, I'd have a lot more character growth hey, here. same, brother. You, you feel it. You feel I it, too. I feel it. But uh, I might have something for you here, Cyrus, but I got to ask something of you. All right? Anything. He gets up around his desk to stand over you, though trying not to seem too intimidating. He can't really just stand in front of you as you were sitting. He Then he leans down and puts two massive hands on each on your shoulder and says, Don't let them turn you. And just see a big, beady, in one eye, anime-type tear starting to form. He says, I'm going to give you a couple things here, Cyrus. The first is this. He comes over. And he says, uh, nice piece of work, ain't it? And you would have said anything earlier because either you were completely enamored by the presence of mm-hmm. Oncolithos or this is one of the least impressive things in this <laughs> office. But okay. behind him is one of the, uh, it looks like it's supposed to be the purpose of a mirror. But if you were to look close, it's like, it's is he not cleaning it? Like, it looks dirty. It looks like the kind of mirror that might have come off of a car in our modern day times and stayed in a puddle by the side of the road for long enough. And then uh, he says, uh, pretty, isn't it? It is like nothing I have ever seen before. Ha! Gotcha! I was talking about my reflection! <laughs> yeah. He kind of laughs a little bit. Uh, and then uh, comes over to uh, a bunch of tools. He's like the brilliant mind in college that you are shocked to see the state of their room. Mm. You're like, okay, so you're putting everything else into nice little boxes except your life, except your well-being. Now, uh, while certain things and weapons and armor are prominent on the walls, uh, it does look like there's just piles of stuff. But Oncolithos reaches a giant, ginormous dragonborn hand into a pile and pulls out uh, what looks to be the very same thing and says, uh, how about you give this a look right here, my friend? And he holds it up to your face. And you immediately go from seeing the front of Oncolithos's face close up to his behind. And he starts to laugh at you very hard because, you know, he had his, you could see his face. And then when he put the mirror in front of you, you can see his behind. He said, a different perspective, huh? Let me help. And he gets up and walks and he said, keep looking, keep looking. He was looking at the mirror and then he gets up close uh, to his that's on the wall, and you can see his face mm. close up. Good. He said, Good goodness. Good. Uh, can, how far away does this mirror work? Huh. None of your weapons told you about this thing. Well, what's the name of this continent we're on? Far off land? Cyrus, this right here can see pretty far off. And uh, gives he gives another big cackle. Uh, he says, now I've got one more thing for you, Cyrus. And uh, he hands you a tiny anvil. 
uh, even tiny in your hand. Okay, okay. And uh, he says, uh, "No, you got uh, you got your weapons with you, or uh, <laughs> your weapons of your craft." I mean, oh sure, yeah, I've got it. You know, some of the essentials. All right, well, I want you to place that on the ground. Take a big step back. I guess it's not the uh, the size of the anvil; it's the swing of the hammer. Um, and I'm gonna. <laughs> Hits you on the back. Uh, you got one damage. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, I'm down to eight. You got I'm one damage. I need, I need to sleep. <laughs> what if all you had was one left? He just kills you. <laughs> you old rat. So, uh, slaps you on the back. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I swing. I swing my hammer. Okay. Now wait. And he catches oh. you while the hammer's <laughs> up in the air. He says... Uh, I want you to think about what you uh, what you might want to build. Actually, take something around here and, and, and something you're willing to take a couple clanks on. Don't worry, you're not going to hurt anything. Uh, we'll just say you grab, what do you grab off of the off of the wall? Does he have any? You can make whatever you okay. want. I think just like a little kettle. Cool. Cool. Just take a kettle. Uh, and uh, as you uh, begin to think about working on that kettle, uh, the anvil grows to the size that you know you would need to uh, work on that kettle. And a hammer comes down, uh, and it just sounds uh, a little bit different. Uh, It's interesting to start having, uh, it's almost like a a race car driver that was so enamored by the vehicle itself got magic gasoline. You know, it's like the means to which makes these things go has been imbued. And so he's given you a little homebrew concoction there, uh, made by Uncolithos. Cool. And so this is a pocket-sized anvil that will grow to the size of what you want to work on. I love it. Oh, Uncolithos, this is this is too much. Can- uh, you know what? How about you call me Onko? Onko. Uncle? Is he your, is he your uncle. uncle now? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all thought Uncle the first time I said it. It's tough. It's tough. Onko. Anko, um, why, why, why are you giving me this? Well, I, uh, Cyrus, I'm starting to see a little bit of me, uh, in you. I need to tell you something. I'm not, and he seems to be like almost in pain, like working against something. I am not able to tell you everything that I want to say. I'm literally not, and he's not like trying to not, he's able to not say anything. But do me one more thing. I want you to watch that opening ceremony real close. Um. Okay. What I would like to do here just for my myself and maybe for the listener, can I roll either insight or perception on Anko? I would say insight only because I'm trying to like draw a line. Cyrus is trying to draw a line between what he is seeing Anko exhibit and what the bandit was exhibiting in terms of not being able to share. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
Ooh, that's a 24. Whoa, boy. Plus six. Whoa, was that an insight? Okay. Yeah. Insight 24. Perception 18. <laughs> I mean, it's fine either way, but definitely with a 24. Uh, I will tell you that this was some incredible insight on Cyrus's part. Uh, and this, this feels very similar, uh, if not exactly what was keeping uh, someone else from trying to tell you anything. Okay. Very good. Um, Lilt, we're back. Uh, no, 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 no. Cyrus, no I know you're going to cut scenes, which is perfect. Uh, Cyrus is not going to do anything with that information. He's going to pocket it. Great. Great. Uh, Lilt, we are back to you. So there are ways to go around actually attending school. You don't have to spend hours and years and and so many days studying. And there are other ways. <laughs> you know, I'm... so much school. My dear, it's funny that you bring that up, ah, uh, because it is that very thing—the hours, the exhaustion. Some go far and decide to give up, and others they get cold feet early on. After they are bound, but there are ways out for those people. And let's say, oh goodness, not quite like cattle. And uh, this stallion says that even quieter because as if he's trying not to offend cattle that are actually close by. (laughs) Not quite like cattle, but sometimes um, there are parties on both sides willing to help Get you out of your destiny, if that makes sense. Um, and he kind of looks around a couple more times, and as people are coming, he realizes he's using the amount of time to talk. He says, um, there are illegal happenings. Actually, do something for me. Has you, have, you, have you ever said his na- your name to him? I don't think we've Has exchanged ever said names. Name? Okay. Do something for me. As you wrestle with perhaps what is one of the hardest decisions I have ever heard of. And listen, I've been around a lot of hard decisions. Part of me thinks you might be able to do both. You seem special. Now, I must say, I become enamored enamored with the lights when I am speaking, so I did not see you the first time you saw me. But at the wall, by the train... On your way from wherever you were going, from Swain. Perhaps there's sometimes you haven't seen me walking by, but I don't know why we keep crossing paths. But perhaps it is for me to tell you, maybe you are not in the right or the wrong profession. Maybe you are one of those very rare few that can do both. I want you to tell me how you feel. Uh, let's say we'll talk how we had before. And... People are getting closer okay. and closer. I'm going to do something for you that has not often happened. There was one strange man with multiple beards. I'm not even sure if it was a man that I gave a ride beside the, the Swain train many, many days ago. Outside of that, no one's really been on my back. I understand it's playing the part, but whatever. I'm going to give you a ride to somewhere that I know. And tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel uh, being above the rest and yet knowing... That you are amongst the rest. And then he kind of lowers down for you to get up on his back. 
Okay, I'll I'll climb on as but like very very gingerly. She like is trying to be like super gentle. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and so uh, you begin to trot uh, on this horse back into Swain, uh, kind of close to back to the main street. And as you're passing, uh, a few people might pay you mind because you're kind of above the rest uh, and just kind of this uh, stoic-looking, exotic kind of person in far-off land with this beautiful headband just walking by, uh, bareback on a black stallion. I mean, some things stand out in Swain, and this might be amongst those. Uh, But you begin to stand out a little bit more when you hear two little voices. Oh, my gosh! Oh, my gosh! Oh, my gosh! And you look up. And you see the twins from the Swain train. Aww. Alexa and Siri. <laughs> I forgot about the babies. Are looking up to you. <laughs> and uh, they're looking at each other and they, uh, uh, as one notices the other in awe, uh, the one that had been into scribbery and history and things like that points to his sister and says, see, I told you. She's a hero. And y'all begin to trot a little bit along. And then we come over to Kirk, who is in such a juxtaposition, strapped uh, in this chair and has just been asked for a pint of a scribe's blood. And as she begins to say, here's kind of a simultaneous Venn diagram crossover. Uh, You hear a of your horse as you hear uh, from the inside of a wall, Kirk saying, a pint of a scribe's blood? Uh, and then we cut over to Kavir. And we're in the dream. Uh, and Kavir, it's it's very interesting because uh, while you can see uh, shapes, and you can't really see faces. You're still in this kind of weird perspective. Um, it feels familiar in a way. And even so, as what comes through the tunnel, uh, they all begin to cheer this family uh, in exultation for Levi, Levi. Oh, my God. Levi, that was amazing. You've done us proud. And Levi walks over and uh, in a way that you hadn't heard him before, perhaps with a little bit more innocence in his voice. I tried my best. I'm still trying to understand, but... I mean, did you hear it? I mean, you might not have heard it. It was so quiet. I I don't know how they pulled that off. And then from behind you, you hear, well, perhaps it was the help of an old friend. And turn around to see a younger uh, Jonah Zarison. Hmm. And the family is aghast. Not only are they supporting uh, their... Uh, their family member, Levi, at this stadium, they are now in the room with the governor, the ruler of Zarison and of far-off land. And Jonah says, Levi, you've done something wonderful. And I am so proud of you. I am so proud. And Levi begins to come up to him, and they embrace. And he said, Jonah looks at him and says, I think maybe, I think maybe you have... Judge potential. We don't have your rank just yet, but I think it's going to be pretty high, Levi. I think it's going to be pretty high. And then Levi 
begins to talk, and you can't hear it at this point because you become to see that uh, amongst these family, uh, there is one, this is the first person that uh, you've been able to see clearly, and it's an infant in the arms of uh, one of the bigger shapes that you've seen. You can see it very clearly, so you begin to walk a little bit closer. Uh, and then just as you are trying to see the infant's face, uh, Levi cuts in front of you and says, wait, is this him? And one of the shapes says to him, and again, you only know of Levi and Jonah because their names have been said, but one of the shapes says, uh, a woman says, that's right, Levi. This is your nephew. And Levi uh, begins to pick up the infant and still, you can only see the infant very clearly, whose eyes has been closed as long as you've been able to see it. And then when the eyes open, it's almost as if these eyes are even more familiar as they peer back at you, silver. <laughs> and I poop my pants. <laughs> and <laughs> Roll constitution, please. Uh, uh, yes, yes. The most literal constitution saving. Yeah, it's, a, so it's actually pronounced constipation. <laughs> So uh, we have um, the uh, silver eyes of the child. If we have the movie scene, um, those eyes are now on Kavir as he is looking down at what he is anticipating for the tournament. Uh, and uh, he is standing in front of the desk and Shane is kind of shaking him. And he's like, okay, okay, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. And the person at the desk uh, which is the old lady, which maybe this was a long vision because she has had enough time to get over to you and behind the desk, uh, stands up on a stool and says, uh, uh, well, uh, you haven't filled it all out just yet. Uh, what's going to be the name there, hon? Uh, 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 the timing of these is terrible. Um, what name? What are we? What name of what? What? Uh, name of your team. Oh. This one said you didn't have a name yet. 